You're listening to After Daycare Drop-Off, the podcast for working moms like you and like me. Today we're talking with Andy, a 30-something corporate relationship manager, and we'll get started in talking with her now. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so perhaps we're recording right now too, because I'll tell you, everybody, whoever's listening, this is Andy. And Hi. this is our first time trying to record using the Anchor app. And the struggle was real. The struggle was real. You know, we're <laughs> learning. We're learning. We're trying something new. It's just all stuff for our resume and our LinkedIn profile, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So first things first, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I have a glass of red in my hand currently. And I I just had a nice bath where I did a facial, so I'm feeling very relaxed. That's a luxury life right there. Oh, girl. So necessary, though. (laughs) So, glass of red. Now, somebody the other day made fun of me, and I'll say this with some discretion. It's a person who's, like, 23 years old, so I would have thought she would have been ready for, like, the cheap wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was judged for enjoying the Boda Box wine, and I'm oh. And it's delicious. She clearly has not found the finer things in life. She did not believe me. She doesn't know what she's missing. I know. And I'm her boss, so she should have said, oh, Natalie, what a great idea. <laughs> but she was like, mm, I like to spend money on wine. I'm like, well, aren't you fancy? <laughs> I'm having um, an 18th Street Brewery Hunter Double Milk Stout, which I had to write. Oh, girl, that sounds phenomenal. It's like a little boozy, too. Nice. Um, it's from Hammond, Indiana. And my nice uh, way of validating drinking a dark beer a day is that it helps with my milk production. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm I'm validating the red wine by it's heart healthy. It is heart healthy. There you go. (laughs) I support that fully. (laughs) Well, I kid you not. um, uh, Do you remember Heather Ann from school? She was was older than me, so maybe you don't remember. Maybe you know her from Facebook. But um, she had said some stuff on Facebook about breastfeeding months ago, and I'd reached out to her for some advice, and that's one of the things that she suggested. Really? Increase, and it, it does. So, hmm. Yay. That's what my grandma says, too, but I don't trust her advice all the time, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard some um, older lady advice that's, like, very questionable for yeah. other things. Yes. So you and I are friends. And so anybody who doesn't know you is going to be like, these gals are weird. Um, <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Andy. I don't know how personal we want to get, but I have two kids, a two and some months year old son and a three month old daughter. 
I currently work for a large nonprofit in Indianapolis, but before that I was in the sports industry. Um, and in my job now, I'm still connected to sports and still working with all the Indianapolis sports teams. I just don't have a sports schedule. So it's a much better fit um, for me as a working mom. Awesome. And you recently relocated back to Indiana from a southern yes. state. Yes. And I know part of that was for your husband's job. But when you were looking for your new job here in Indiana, what were some of the things you were looking for, especially being a newer mom at that time and then knowing you wanted to have more kids? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I don't know if you remember this, but you actually sent me the job that I currently have now. I and did. you're like, hey, <laughs> so um, I'm glad you, glad definitely, you, <laughs> you definitely need to apply for this. <laughs> And I was like, hmm, I'm not really ready to start looking for a job yet, but this job sounds perfect. You're right. So let me apply. And lo and behold, I got the job. Um, so it really was written I, to you, though. It was very specific. All right. <laughs> it was like fate. Um, but I knew that I, I loved working in sports. So I still wanted to have a connection to sports and, and have some role, some capacity that was still um, working with sports or sports teams or some connection to sports in some way. And I also knew that coming from a baseball schedule where I just lived and breathed baseball when it was in season, which is more than half of the year, that I didn't want to, to have that same type of work commitment and after hours work commitment, or I guess I should say normal after working hours commitment. Um, so this was a really good fit because it fit both of those two big criteria for me. Nice. And so you moved, you got into the job and then you and your husband decided that you wanted to have more kids. Yep. And, and in, in true fashion, when you were expecting your first child, you had decided to get a couple dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just do it all. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, you're crazy. And we were like, well, yeah, probably. But we were like, we want the, um, we both had dogs when we were little and we loved having dogs and wanted our kids to grow up with dogs. And we're like, well, it, we're going to already be up and taking care of something. Let's just take care of everything all at the same time. So it was crazy and we're nuts, but it all worked out. And now our dogs and our kids love each other a lot. <laughs> Perfect. See, our dogs are going to be 10 this year. And that was the concern. So it's the whole, like, bring the blanket home from the hospital and do the whole thing. Right. Right. You know, they're doing awesome, but there's still some times where it's like, you know, they've never had a little kid around all the time. So right. it's always, right. you know, in, in no matter what, you're still like, on the defense and everything, but yes, yes. And you know, um, my son, it, he, he really loves the dogs like too much sometimes. So it's, you know, just making sure that he's not poking their eyes or pulling their fur, but they're, right. they're really good with him. And they've, they've, they've just always known having a little kid around doing that. So that's smart. It works out. Yeah. But it was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. So this go around, you already have the dogs. Yes. And you said, you know, okay, we're going to move and then we're going to rent a place and then may as well build a house. 
Yeah, why not? That sounded like a great idea. <laughs> and we've talked about this, and I seriously, I still, I'm going to argue with you on this, is that I'm convinced that building a house and living in a brand new house, after it's done, you know, I'll acknowledge the process yeah. is a huge pain in the butt. Yes. But um, after it's done, I, I can't help but feel that it's theoretically easier to keep up with a new house instead of what we did was buy, I would say like a used house, you know, pre-lived, right. pre-owned. Right, right. Um, as far as all the dust is just new carpet dust at your house, whereas mine is like, right. oh, I'm still finding other people's dog hairs, even though I swear I've cleaned. Um, <laughs> part of. I was, I was several months, I was like six months pregnant when we moved in, so let's, give me a break. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> But um, I maybe that's just because it's not my normal. I'm just convinced that if you have a brand new house, that somehow it's less work because you don't have the same home improvement projects. But you told me no. It is you don't you don't have the same home improvement projects, but it you it's like a trade off. It's like the process to get there is so stressful and. I don't like with our house. I mean, we had to move in and it wasn't done. And then they were trying to schedule that and we wanted to be home. I think it's just a trade off, you know, I think, and you know, we, they painted flat paint. So we still want to go back and paint like real paint and decorate. And you know, the house is done, but we want to add built-ins and we want to put in a fence. And you know, it's, I think it's just part of home ownership. Like you're never done with your house. Right. Even if it's new or old. I know I can't help. Every time, like, and I make assumptions about, like, what are people's, like, lives. But I'm like, would it be smart not to live in, like, a tiny house, like, a tiny house, trailer house, but, like, a little house? Would that be easier? But then I think, like, we have so much stuff and we like to have space. <laughs> and, you know. But if you didn't have stuff and you just had to be in a smaller place, you just wouldn't have as much stuff, right? That's true. That's true. I'm pretty sentimental because... My husband was getting on me the other day about um, essentially being sentimental. And I was, you know, giving it right back because he likes certain memorabilia type things, you know, programs from sporting events and right. and whatnot. But I keep like literally every card anybody has written me. And have I do that too. I have it in okay. a box. I bought like file folders so I could organize them by okay well mine are organized <laughs> they're just shoved into a box so at least well, you are organized I, in your sentimental I have the intention i i just bought them don't give me too much credit i haven't done it yet okay. <laughs> i'm trying to figure out if i should order them by who gave them to me or the occasion because i've got obviously like my parents and grandparents and you have a pile as well uh, oh and then i get a tab in your file folder you do get a tab <laughs> <laughs> you've made it <laughs> now I know I've made it in the world exactly um, but then there's like all these graduation cards that don't necessarily come from people that have submitted several things to my mailbox right so mm. like, do I have a graduation tab because some of them are really sweet because it's like oh we wish you all the best of luck and da 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 and like I remember when you were little and you were like this and now here you are and some kind of cute stories those are my favorites when people write extra not just like love me Right. Like, congratulations. So proud of you. 
good luck in college bye here's five dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did keep hoping I was like Ooh, maybe there's like five bucks in here I missed but <laughs> let's be real I didn't miss any money <laughs> gosh so I I agree it's it's got to be a trade-off but it's always like romantic to think about like oh yeah our next house we're building it we're paying somebody else to move so right let's see if that happens right oh my god seriously <laughs> though really- money best money we ever spent was paying people to move because that sucks yeah well here's the big dream you buy a house or have it built or whatever you close on it sell your other place go on vacation and somebody else moves your stuff puts it away for you and then you come back and it's just there oh my gosh doesn't that sound amazing if that could happen i would sign on the dotted line well i'm sure it can happen it just matters how much right well, yeah. <laughs> and I would feel weird about people like moving all my stuff and not really being there to supervise. Yeah. So the- in theory, it sounds great. In reality, it's not between happen. the money and the anxiety, probably not. I would be able to validate <laughs> it and be like, this costs $20,000. I'd be like, that's a car. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Not that great. Doesn't sound that great anymore. I know. So you've been back to work for how many weeks now? What week is this? Is this, oh. is this three or four? God, it sounds like, a, feels like a lifetime. Right. It's, I think it's week three. Yeah. I went back on the 15th. Yeah. So yeah, so this is week three. And so it's kind of nice that it's at the beginning of the year. So everybody else is kind of, you know, getting ready for everything there as far as however your organization runs their budget calendar and goals and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. But tell me about your first day back um I want to hear about how the drop-off went and how getting two kids out of the car is well I was smart this time around and I did not do drop-off because I knew how bad it was with my first and I didn't want to be crying there or crying the whole way to work or crying when I still got at work so I had my husband do drop-off, which we normally do anyway, so it wasn't a change in the routine, which also was good for my son and now our daughter um, to just keep that, that routine. So that was good. I had a few tears before we left and then a few tears on the way to work. Well, maybe more than a few. But then I got to work, and I seriously was so busy that I just didn't even have time to think about it, which is really good because, you know, my last job – I was busy. I, I did sales. I was in a sales role in my last job. So I was really busy, but it, it wasn't, it was kind of like a self-made busyness. Like I was as busy as I made myself. Um, so I had a lot more time. I felt like to like sit and like be sad, but with this role, I'm so busy and I'm being pulled in a bunch of different directions. And I have meetings all day. And as soon as I'm out of meetings and sending emails and completing tasks and trying to catch up on missing 12 weeks of work and, um, currently in my role, we're about to open, um, a new exhibit. And so my, I play a pretty big role in a lot of the partner integration for that. So it's like super, super busy because we're opening in six weeks. So I came back at a time when it's like crunch time for everybody. So it, it's good in the sense that I don't have time to sit and be sad and, wish that I was home with my kids because I'm just busy working and 
kicking kicking ass and taking names so. exactly. <laughs> you're like that's why I came back right like I mean I'm here to work right exactly so um the first day back was overwhelming I think it's just probably the best word to describe it and every day since has gotten a little bit better but I'm just trying to keep my head above water and remember that I was out for 12 weeks and nobody died you know nothing drastic or horrible happened. So I am allowing myself at least 12 weeks to fully catch up. Uh, at least I say that in theory, it's <laughs> not necessarily happening in practice, but I'm trying to remind myself of that when I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. Well, it's hard too, is because like you get close to when your baby's going to be born and you kind of are like, all right, look, let's be real. I'm not going to do this or answer the right. email. Like I'm just going right. to let it go. And right you kind of like let go of all that stuff. And at least for me, I had it set in my mind that a certain slew of things organizationally were going to be like done and I wouldn't have to worry about. And then yes. came back to work, I was like, we're still talking about this. Are you kidding me? Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Like as if, yeah. you know, who am I to say that? But like, I remember like, why didn't, why didn't somebody were... just do my job for me while I was out? Oh, yeah. wait, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I had people doing my job. It's not necessarily that like, my team didn't do something. It was just like, I thought this issue was going to be closed Correct. and it is not closed. <laughs> Correct. I had Correct. a hard time like getting re-engaged and getting like I don't know, the did same you, momentum. I had. Did you find that you forgot? This is what's really funny to me is I find that I've forgotten so many little like nuances of the office, like, like silly things like what number printer do I print at? Or What's the procedure for doing my expense report? Like stuff that I just didn't, don't have the capacity for with everything else going on to be bothered to remember. Like, did you find that? That's what I found um, like as like, the most interesting thing. I have. And the other thing is, is that I also decided there's a fair amount of things I don't care about anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, look, I've got to handle, you know, trying, like, I don't have a lot of free time you know, before or after work where I can, I don't know, even think about anything. So it's like, right. when I go to work, it's like, okay, I've got to do work. And then if I'm walking down the hallway, I'm trying to take care of calling like for an appointment or responding to, a, you know, a personal email. And I've just, I've just kind of let a lot of stuff go and be like, look, if it's that important, this person will come find me. So right. I've gotten very selective about my emails. And so far <laughs> it hasn't bitten me, but <laughs> we'll see we'll check back there but I think that's part of it is that especially since I went from zero to one kid just right that brain is different oh and, yeah and I felt I, I feel like zero to one kid is much harder of an adjustment no matter what job you're I mean you just go from completely like your whole world gets turned completely upside down in every way in the best way yeah it's, it's just like every... there's another person that you have to be thinking about, whether it's checking in with the babysitter because you're hoping that she'll send you a picture, which is right. Mine is weaning me off. I used to get like four pictures a day. Now I'm like, hey, how's she doing? And I'm like, she's great. I'm like, I need a picture. <laughs> I just want a picture. I know she's fine. I just want to see her because I love her. <laughs> right. Right. So I felt kind of like not over it because I do love my job and my my coworkers are great and I like what I get to do and my boss lets me have the creative freedom that I've found through other jobs that didn't give it to me that I do need. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like when I came back to work, I was like, Oh no, I don't want to work. 
it was right. more like getting back into that groove. And I found a lot of help from getting some, I hate to be like, ooh, self-help books, but like career related books to kind of help get re-energized. And one of the ones that I, you know, let's be real, I didn't read it. I listened to it in the car, um, was Originals by Adam Grant. Hmm. And if you decide to follow him on LinkedIn, he's like posting things all the time. But my best summation of his deal is he's a researcher who's been a professor before. He's got several books, but he researches work and innovators and, you know, organizational leaders and people who transform businesses. So anybody from Steve Jobs to, you know, somebody who transforms the internal information sharing, the CIA, um, he covers a lot of stuff like that. And oh, interesting. Yeah. And it was cool because this book was about, you know, individuals who kind of came into an organization or a culture that, you know, kind of had the, this is the way we do things. And this is the way it will always be kind of mentality and how they transformed that. And not to say that's how my work is, but like it got me energized to think creatively and say, well, why, you know, why is the status quo acceptable? Why do, you know, why don't we try something different? And right. hearing those kind of case studies was, was cool just to kind of get re-excited about this big project I was coming back to that was kind of daunting. Yeah. Well, and, and people don't like change either. So when you're somebody who wants to come in and change things, it always scares other people. So yeah. having some ammo for good ways to do that or ways to think about it is always good. Yeah. And when you're on maternity leave, you're not thinking about that. You're like, okay, Oh, my baby needs change. She's hungry. When um, was the last time I took a shower? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's still my question. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, you know, I know you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. But I feel like I'm like really stretching it with this like once a week nonsense. But <laughs> I swear to you, this is a true story. Last week at work, I was in um, an office and I like was scratching my head. And <laughs> when I took my hand away, my fingertips were white because of all of the dry shampoo I had. And mm-hmm. I realized that it was a problem. <laughs> like you probably should rinse it out. at least. Like probably it was a day too many. Maybe just turn your head over and shake it a little bit. <laughs> like the yeah. old days. And, they would and then profess to everybody, it's not dandruff, it's my dry shampoo. Right, exactly. That's the thing, too, for sure. Because um, especially if you spray it too much on one spot, it's like a big splotch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just, was definitely there. We can just go back to the days when we had um, powdered wigs, and then you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't need to wash your hair ever. <laughs> so... Do you, do you like the dry shampoo that you use or is it just getting you by? Oh girl, I love it. What is it? It is Batiste. You can get it from like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Target, Ulta, like pretty much anywhere. And it's, so it's relatively inexpensive and it works so great, but I should also preface that I have light colored hair. But I know they have it, you know, I've heard that that doesn't always work for people with dark hair, but I know (laughs) that they have a brunette option. So um, maybe you can try that. Nice. Yeah. See, I use the Chloron and it's It's like 20 bucks, but I can stretch it for like three or four months. So, you know. Oh, nice. And you legit like wash once a week. So I'm like at like (laughs) two-ish times a week yeah 
once a week is what I'm doing, but I probably should do it twice a week, but it just doesn't happen. <laughs> well, because I'm worried about the hair dryer, you know, yeah. too loud. And it's just taking the moment away. And it's like, look, I have other things to do, like fold this laundry, or can I sit on my butt for five seconds? Right. Uh, <laughs> but usually if I use that and then I spray, like, I don't know, some sort of spray to deal with some flyaways, it usually tones down any whiteness. Gotcha. Yes. So we talked about hair and I know I talked to you before and said, I wanted to ask some questions about clothes, but, um, I saw one of my girlfriends today that it's so funny where, where I work, it's always like, Oh, well, I actually worked with this person when we worked this other place, but then she went to this other place that's sort of similar and we all just kind of follow each other around. So (laughs) I worked with her like two jobs ago. Um, and, um, I saw her in the hall of my building today and I wanted to be like, girlfriend, tell me how you are like put together. Your son is only, you know, six months older than my daughter. Mm. What is your story? And so part of my deal so far is like, I'm just kind of dealing with some of the work clothes that I have as far as what do I feel like I look good in? Plus I hate pantyhose. Oh yeah. Winter is annoying and I prefer dresses. So it's like, just get me through this cold winter, but tell me what work outfits you found that are helpful, or is this like, you know, the bane of your existence at this point? Well, you know, it's, I'm still in that point where I've lost a lot of my baby weight, but I'm not quite back to my pre-second baby, post-first baby body. Mm -hmm. So like, the other thing is with pumping and nursing, it's much easier to wear pants than dresses. So I don't have to like undress every Mm -hmm. time I pump or pull my whole dress up. Right. But pants don't really fit as great. So it's like that whole issue too. And, um, you know, with work appropriate clothes, it's skirts are usually more fitted. So having to deal with all of that too, it's the same issue. So I am wearing a lot of dresses just because they fit better, but I'm wearing leggings instead of tights because Ooh. then they're thicker and yeah. I don't have to deal I, with those. <laughs> Death. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I am just kind of, I, but I don't want to buy a bunch of new clothes because my body's not where I want it to be. You know, it's, it's like that whole mom, like, okay, what am, what am I going to do with this body now? Like, I know. It's like, what is this for? What? It's like, what have I been given? Right. What what am I supposed to do with this? How is this all going to shake out? Oh, wait. And I'm not exactly happy with it, but when in the heck am I supposed to work out? Yeah. And yeah, that's the other part is like, okay, well, I don't like it, but I also just need this to go back Uh closer to what it was with no effort. Thank you. Goodbye. If I just eat vegetables, like a good three servings of vegetables and try to cut out some of my carbs, like, will that just take care of it? I don't, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> well, see, I did see on Instagram, I think it was, that you guys got a treadmill. Yes. Oh what is God. the story of this torture device? Oh, torture <laughs> device. That's really what it is. Um, so we are investing in ourselves. That's it. My <laughs> husband and I. So we... um. We have a financial and life like planning meeting every year, like where we, cause we keep like a budget and we evaluate our year or past year and then our year to come. 
and we decided and agreed that we want to invest in things that will be lasting. So like we want to pay off debt um, and like, you know, things that are going to like be around for a long time. So not necessarily put a lot of stuff, a lot of money into our house, but put money into ourselves. So that means taking care of ourselves and our bodies. And we both agreed that we're not in the um, physical shape that we want to be in. So we're going to make um, an effort and take steps to get to that place. So the treadmill was part of that um, investing in ourselves purchase discussion. That's a really good way to put it because it's true. It's not just vanity to say, oh, I want to look a certain way or wear a certain type of clothing. Right. It's, you know, this body is supposed to be here to, you know, get you around, get you to care for your children and for exactly. your and do all the things that you want to do. It's not necessarily, you know, the outward, but there's all sorts of good stuff going on inside, like, you know, you don't want to have buildup in your arteries. Right. Like we want to be around for more than, you know, 30 years. Right. We want to be here a little bit longer than that. So yeah, not, yeah, it's not something where I think that I'm going to get on the treadmill every night and automatically drop 20 pounds. Like the goal is just to kind of make sure we're both staying active because, you know, we both work in an office setting. So making sure we're both staying active and, um, again, investing in ourselves and our personal health. So, so are you going to run? Or are you going to walk? What do you, what is your plan? I, my goal, I'm starting slow and I just want to hit sure. 10,000 10, steps every day. Like I wear a Fitbit and I just, if I hit 10,000 steps every day, then I know I'm being active. And then once I get to a comfortable place with that, then I'll start incorporating more, um, working out. When I was pregnant, I was doing like prenatal yoga and it was, mm-hmm. I swear literally the best thing I've ever done. I wish I would have done it with my first. Anybody who is out there listening, if it's just you and I, and next time you want to have another kid do prenatal yoga, like find time to do it. It helped with stress. I feel like it helped with labor and delivery. Like it was just fabulous. So I want to find a way to incorporate that home because now with two, like there's no way I have time to say, peace out, Andrew. I'll see you in two hours while I go to my my yoga class. Um, so just being able to do that at home, I want to do that as well. So incorporating, you know, the treadmill and getting that movement, but also doing some of the other things that I think will help with my mental and, um, emotional, um, fitness. Yeah. See, there's, um, I've been meaning to bring my yoga mat home from work because pre-pregnancy, I was pretty good at going to like the free classes they had every couple weeks at my work. Oh, nice. Great at lunch. But in between when I was doing that and having a baby, like work got crazy. I got a promotion. So there was, you know, I didn't feel like it was as okay for me to leave, which it probably was, but I just had more to do. So I was like, well, the class is an hour. And so I need to like make sure I've come in early enough to make up for the difference. Right. Class plus getting there and back. And it was amazing. Like I'll say that for sure. If I can make it work again, I'm totally going to do it. But every time I look at my mat, I'm like, okay, well I need to bring that and my purse and all of my pumping stuff. And that's when I lug the two blocks I have to walk to my car. (laughs) 
Can we talk about how much crap you have when you have kids? All of a sudden, anytime you go somewhere, you're moving in or out of your house or work or wherever you're going. It's true. It's, like, unbelievable. I'm, like, the bag lady now. I know. I initially got my purse bigger. Well, my husband bought it for me. And he was so smart and did the Kate Spade secret sale. So he got an awesome deal and a huge bag. But I was, like... Tony, I need a bigger bag because my agenda is bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. Um, (laughs) I have this huge bag. Smart guy. He's a keeper. I know. It's that plus then, like, if you have a baby bag, then I have to transfer over, like, what's the essential stuff into the baby bag, which I realized I should have gotten the backpack style because that thing does not stay on my shoulder because there's so much crap in it. Right. And then when it's time, like the first of the week, when you take her to the sitter, it's like, okay, I have to bring all the milk for the week. And if she needs diapers and like the money, and all the stuff, it's like, do we, don't forget the baby. Like, right? Seriously. Burp rag. Like for us, it's like burp rags and bibs and diapers and wipes and all the milk and all the bottles. And then you pick it all up and it's just, oh, oh. Now, do you leave your pump at work? Like your breast pump? So I started doing that last week and I just like take the parts home and take the milk home and then bring it back the next day. And then I take the pump home over the weekend, like in case I have to use it for something over the weekend. But I actually have a backup from, um, my first son or my first kid, who's my son. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wouldn't really have to, I never, I thought about that until just now when we're talking, but, um, just leave it there, girl. I I leave mine there. Yeah, and people come in with so meetings. I'm like, I don't know if you see this breast pump, but I'm not moving. You're in my room. You <laughs> 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 have to deal with it. <laughs> you say it, I'll report you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but see, I have my own office, and it was like real funny when I first came back to work, and it was like, and my boss is like I said, awesome. He had said, hey, you know, I know it's going to be different with you coming back because you'll have you know, a baby you have to pick up and drop off and, you know, just let me know whatever it is you need, you know, just basically kind of gave me free reign to dictate how it was going to work best. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. He's great. And, um, so that's been super helpful, but I was also kind of like first one-on-one back. It was like, okay, well, um, I'm breastfeeding and I was trying to be like, you know, sometimes it's annoying. People use like cutesy or pretend words for actual things. And yes. Like, we're adults here. Like you don't need to say like, you know, a fake word for something. Just say the word. It's not right. like a bad word. Um, so I was like, well, I'll need, um, I'm breastfeeding. So I will need to have some um, mom breaks every once in a while. And he was like, oh, <laughs> he was kind of uncomfortable. Right. Like, not, like awkwardly uncomfortable, but just kind of like. It doesn't come up a lot, so just do what you need to do. So with my team, I was like, okay, when I close my door in this, you know, we had some random, like, like kind of Mardi Gras-like necklaces from a, a party. <laughs> I was like, but when I put this on the door, don't knock. And it was like a whole code. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So like, That's hilarious. And so um, – Right when I got back, we interviewed and added the first guy to my team of direct reports. So I had five women that reported to me. And then now there's a guy. So I mean, he's married, he's got kids. So he's not, he's 
he knows what's going on. But it's all like, okay, I can't talk now. It seems like all the time. Like, every time I turn around, it's like time to close the door. And I don't dress anymore as far as like what's going to be most convenient. So I'm in there. It's like jacket off, dress, situate. You know, it's right. Whole, don't if you open the door, man, you're going to get some information. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like so time consuming. Oh, yeah. I've gotten to the point now where I don't even bother with the stupid pumping bra because I should have bought the black one. I'll say that because you get one drop of milk on it and it stained her life as much as you try to scrub it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Girl, get the black one. I know. I don't know why I was like, Ooh, the white one. I'm like, why would I, what? I'm not wearing it under clothes. Like, why did I pick the white one? Uh, <laughs> rookie mistake. I know. So now <laughs> I just, you, honestly, even anymore, I just crank it up to 11 and just get, let the suction hold it on with like my regular bra on the bottom half and it's just like I'll just wash this bra it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so I have you know like it's a little damp for a second because again you end up getting like a drip or two on it but I'm just like I do not have time for this like zip front situation and like take the other one off and it is seriously the worst that's why I like try to get whatever's the easiest access because I don't have time to like have to undress every time I need to pump it's just too much. Yeah. Now, have you ever had a major tragedy and dropped? Oh, spilled it all over my desk, all like all over (laughs) my work calendar. And then you just like, it's everything not to cry. I was going to say, did you cry? I didn't cry, but I really wanted to. Well, first I had a few expletives and then I wanted to start crying. Yeah. But I love the like storage bags we're using we're using the kind it's like two eyes um bags and it's you're supposed to be able to direct pump into them which you can but since you're pumping into a bag it was so easy to get kind of slouchy uh, it would yeah I would have a towel like I don't even I'm just you know risk it all I don't even have a towel anymore um I would lay a towel over my lap in case I had any spills and, or like dribbles or whatever. <laughs> and um, one day I kind of got lazy and I was kind of leaning as I was reading email at the same time. And a few seconds go by and I feel like my leg is wet. I had been leaning and the milk had like built up in the bag and I hadn't adjusted the bag enough to give it more space. Oh my it God. coming out of the top. Like I swear, <gasps> like, you know, you drop one drop of water on a towel and like seems like a huge spot, but right. I it was so much and I was like oh my god I wasted so much milk my poor baby's milk and, like, <laughs> and now especially since like my supply is slowing down like she's like 10 and a half months old so right I'm like that three ounces I needed that <laughs> <laughs> well but the good news is your body adjusts with her age and what she needs to so yeah even when you're working so yeah. But yeah, that's starting to eat solid food now too. So it's like, okay, but like it doesn't feel like on me. I don't. I can tell there's not as much there. So it's like I don't know how much you get. Right, 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 right. And it's still very sad whenever that happens. I know. Like, does it just stop? Um. Well, I'm just one day. It's just gone. I'm not a good person to ask because I did it the hard way. Um. Because we were going to start trying again sooner for our second before 
I found a job and knew that I was going to have to be there at least a year to get my FMLA Mm -hmm. (laughs) kick in. So, and I wasn't having my period when I was breastfeeding the first time. So I, so, so we decided that I should stop breastfeeding so that my body could kind of get back to normal before we started trying again. Um, and so I did it the hard way where I just like kind of stopped, like I like would still, I stopped during the day and I had like a bunch of frozen milk. So I was using that. So it wasn't like, I just stopped giving him breast milk. I just like used what I had stored up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurt so, so bad. So I would not recommend that version <laughs> or that way unless you like have to do it that way. But I'm not a good person to ask about how it just like stops. <laughs> well, how old was he? He was probably right about where you are. Like probably about like 10, 10 and a half months. Okay. Cause like I have <laughs> two bags in my freezer <laughs> yeah babysitter has what she needs for tomorrow right no I, <laughs> so we are like on the edge here <laughs> I was at a place where I um I had a good probably month's worth of milk so mm-hmm. what I did was I stopped like breastfeeding or pumping during the day and I would like only nurse him at night to go to sleep And then I like slowly started cutting that down until like one day I just like kind of just stopped and oh, it it sucked. Sounds terrible. It was horrible. I would not do that this way the second time. Was it like a re like reintroduction of when you're early breastfeeding and your boobs are dying in the morning and there's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it hurts. And it's not like a couple days. It was like a good couple two or three weeks of like just pain. Like I just wore like tight sports bras all the time. and was like just in pain. Like it was horrible. Now, did you switch to formula then after that? Yeah. So then when we ran, so when I ran out of the frozen breast milk, he ended up with having formula for like a month, maybe until he was one, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe like a month and a half. I don't know. Something like that. Um, it wasn't super long. It was just like enough to get through until he could have cow's milk. And then that's what we did. Nice. Yeah. Well, I have one more question and then we'll do our quick questions at the end here. Okay. And you referenced this before when I'd asked you about um, interviewing and everything. Mm-hmm. But tell me how it was going from having a love for your son to adding your daughter and just tell me how that experience was for you. Oh my gosh. So I kid you not. It's so funny that you asked me this because, um, we had, um, a shower at work. They had a shower for me, for my daughter. Um, and one of the things I said to one of the other ladies, um, actually it was my boss who has three kids. I remember saying to her, I just don't know how I could ever love another kid as much as I love my son. And she's like, Oh, she's like, you know, you, you think that, but you just do. She's like, it's just, it's just, you just do. They're just another, you know, extension of you. And it's so, so true. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's different and, and I know it'll be different their whole life, but I don't know. It's it's just the best. Kids are just the best. They like trick you. Like you have one 
and you're like, you know, it's so hard and it changes your whole life. And you're like, you know, there's so many moments you're like, God, how do I do this every day? How do I do this every minute? How am I even surviving this second? And then they like, you know, all they do is like smile at you or look at you or hug you or tell you that they love you. And you're like, okay, I want a million more. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, we're going to have a million and it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> See, so, daughter has started now when I pick her up at daycare. For, for some reason, I don't know if she just knows I'm coming or if she just happens to be in the front room at the time. But I walk in the door and she's just sat up, kneeled, clapped, and a couple of times it said, mama, which I don't uh, know if she knows that that's, you know, really what it is, but she's right. Said, it sounds like mama to me, so that's what it is. And crawled of over. Of course it is. Like, I'm sure it is. Surface, and just crawled over so quickly. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, it's, I'm just so glad I get to pick her up because yeah. seeing that so satisfying. And it's, it's not about me. It's not like, oh, wow, that made me feel good because whatever. But it's just nice that she gets so happy to see you. Right, right. You like, know that, that they love you. Maybe not as much as you love them, but at least in a big, big fraction of how much you love them. For sure. That's sweet. Yeah. So your quick questions for the night is one, again, on your Instagram. I recently saw a giant sushi boat. <laughs> <laughs> of which I would like to have one for myself. Please. Yeah. So I don't know if that's your answer, but what's your guys' favorite date night, especially with fitting in a meal that can be accomplished within babysitting time frame. Yes. We love sushi. Sushi's always a good one. We also really like steak. We do Harry and Izzy's a lot whenever we get the chance. Nice. And yeah. Now, do you partake in the shrimp cocktail? That is my question. Uh, well, of course. Like, that's yeah. you have to. Well, you know you can get the sauce at the grocery it. now, too, right? Oh, yeah. We have a bottle, for sure. Yeah. We yeah. have people over for the Super Bowl and – we didn't necessarily tell them that that was what it was, so they scooped it up. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Free sinus cleanses. That's what I'm offering here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to ask was, this is like super mommy blog, but whatever. Um, favorite weeknight recipe that takes like no time. <laughs> well, <laughs> have you invented it? <laughs> yeah right actually um this i frozen cheese ravioli because my kid loves it and it's really quick and you know you put like a good pasta sauce on it and have some garlic bread and salad and your meal is done in like five minutes and my kid will eat it so everybody wins i love it <laughs> Get some of that. so it wasn't too mom bloggy because it's not like a real meal that you cook and make which i have some of those but that's not like that right those are needed because it's like your kids go to bed earlier than than my daughter does oh yeah but still that time period is like look I'm not wasting any more time cleaning or doing stuff because I did that the other night and I got really upset about it because I was like I only got to feed her and she went to bed right right no more those two hours you have with them are precious so that's why ramen noodles and box macaroni and cheese prevail Oh, oh yeah. Shells and, shells and cheese are another staple in this house because he eats it and it's quick and everybody loves it. There you go. So serious, you know, questions here. <laughs> Who, and this is just for you. This is not like, I mean, I guess you could say a family member that 
you love or has passed away or was fine. But who would you most love to have lunch with? Yeah. So you sent me this and this question always stresses me out because I always <laughs> feel like you have to either have some like super profound thing or, you, you know, exactly. Or like, I would always like, I was like, well, I'd rather just have it with my friends because I know I'll have a good time. Right. I don't have to make like awkward conversation or interview somebody. Um, but somebody who actually, I was thinking about it, who is local that, I mean, I don't think she's like necessarily a local, necessarily a local celebrity, but she's known around the area is um, Martha Hoover, mm-hmm. who is the um, owner of Patichu and um, a few other restaurants. And before that was a prosecutor of sex crimes and owns her own foundation. I mean, she's just somebody who I find fascinating and she's a girl boss. So um, I think it'd be really interesting to to talk to her and have lunch with her. But if not her, if it's, like, for real, for real, then it'd be, like, my friends. So I know I'm going to have a good lunch. Like, you and I. Like, let's go to lunch. And we'll we just send you. I'll send you an appointment. <laughs> that is on my list of things to do. <laughs> Great. If you do it, then I can cross it off my to-do list. There you go. I'll do it for you. So last question. What's your career goal for 2018? And it doesn't have to be on your actual work goals. Um, I want to get a promotion. And currently in my role, I don't know that that exists. So I either have to create it or find another role. That's what I did. I mean, yeah. I walked in my boss's office and said, Hey, look, I've been doing all these extra things. I've written down what this job description looks like. Let's match up what I've been doing and what I get paid and make it happen. And he was right. like, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love Sometimes it. Sometimes that's the answer. Like if you identify a need, make it. Exactly. Fill that void yourself. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I've loved kind of digging into some of the stuff we talk about just in passing, but it's so fun to kind of get the whole picture and introduce your story to everybody else. Absolutely. Thanks. uh, Thanks for chatting with me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to After Daycare Drop-Off. Music provided to you by Tobu Infectious on SoundCloud. Check in with us on Instagram at After Daycare Drop-Off for some of the details chatted about on today's podcast. And engage with us. Let us know what you want to hear about. If you want to be on the podcast or if you know of an awesome mom who's just kicking ass and taking names who we should hear from. Love ya.